This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Join us as we break down the latest Cowboys news from all over Cowboys Nation. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. What is Pondex, you may ask? Thank you for asking. Pondex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So, whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Pondex.com. Use code Larry21 for 10% off your first order. So let's dive in, shall we? So the question is, could Mike McCarthy's wing guarantee bite Cowboys versus the Washington football team? After missing the last 10 days due to COVID-19, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy returned to the team in bold fashion on Thursday morning. When asked about the Week 14 matchup against the Washington football team, McCarthy told reporters that the Cowboys are, quote, going to win this game and he is confident in that well welcome back to you too mike when asked if this was a bulletin board statement mccarthy told reporters quote i mean what am i supposed to say yeah i fully expect to win every game i've ever competed in that's what sports is all about that's what the nfl is all about trust me i understand how hard it is they're working hard we're working hard but yeah we're clearly planning on going to washington and winning the game there's no doubt about that McCarthy made this daring claim as the Cowboys head into arguably their biggest game in the season. The Washington football team is on a four-game winning streak, and the Cowboys have been struggling to win games against mediocre teams. Making guarantees in the NFL is always a risky game. It's probably not the best idea to give more fuel to a team that is already coming in with a ton of momentum and would love to prove doubters wrong at their home field. The Washington football team would also like nothing more than to beat an NFC East rival an inch closer to securing a wild card spot. Quarterback Dak Prescott didn't seem bothered by his head coach's hot take, though. He had this to say when reporters asked him his thoughts. Quote, doesn't put us in a bad spot. I don't think he said anything different than everyone in this building's thoughts. Now we got to make sure we're accountable for our words. I think all that is a coach setting the tone for the week. While Washington's head coach, Ron Rivera, has yet to give a response, it's no surprise that the Washington football team players were asked about the guarantee after their practice as well. Defensive tackle Jonathan Allen told the Washington Post that, quote, the only guarantee in this world is death and taxes. Well played, Allen. Well played. While we'd love to sit here and believe that this game should be a no-brainer against Washington, a lot of alarming news has come out today in relation to the Cowboys injury report. New Cowboys injuries update about Parsons and Pollard could hurt McCarthy's guarantee. Thursday mornings started with the upsetting news that running back Tony Pollard is dealing with a foot injury that he sustained during his 58-yard touchdown run against the Saints. Although reporters say he should be fine and that he is expected to play on Sunday, this is not good news for an already struggling run game. 
Then just a couple of hours later, Cowboys fans got hit with some more concern. The new reports were about standout rookie linebacker Micah Parsons. The linebacker apparently was a limited participant in practice. Not ideal for Cowboys and not ideal for Parsons, especially given that this rookie is on track to break a variety of defensive records in the NFL this season. Yet again, like with Pollard, voices within the organization tried to assure us that Parsons too will be fine, but who knows. What we do know is that these two key injuries could have a negative effect on McCarthy's hot prediction. Hopefully these injuries are as minor as they seem and McCarthy will end up correct about his guarantee. Only time will tell. One of the greatest gifts that Jerry Jones ever gave the Dallas Cowboys was getting rid of head coach Jason Garrett. Now Garrett might be giving him a present back by keeping George Edwards out of the Duke University head coaching talks. On December 7th, Cowboys fans became worried by the news that Edwards, a senior defensive assistant who had been integral to Micah Parsons' standout season, was a frontrunner for the job and could be leaving America's team. The next day, Steve Wiseman of the Raleigh News Observer reported that former Dallas head coach Jason Garrett is now in the running for the Duke position. While Elliott and Elko remain in Duke's sights, former Dallas Cowboys coach Jason Garrett remains on the school's radar. Though he's never coached college football, Garrett played quarterback at Princeton before embarking on an NFL playing and coaching career. What a turn of events. This would be a big win for Dallas and a big loss for Duke, if you ask Cowboys fans. And that's just based on his history with the Cowboys. Is Duke just going to overlook the fact that Garrett has never coached at the college level? Duke University wants former head coach Jason Garrett for their vacant role. Let's take a trip down off-fault memory lane. Garrett was the Cowboys head coach from 2011 to 2019. He amassed an 85-67 coaching record. Sure, he technically only had one losing season with the Cowboys, but he also only led America's team to two playoff wins. That didn't work for Jerry. After leaving Dallas, Garrett landed in the Big Apple as the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. In 2020, Garrett led one of the statistically worst offenses in the league. The team ranked 31st in points and total yards, 29th in third down conversions, 31st in red zone conversions. In 2021, Garrett continued to show an extreme lack of aggression, refused to utilize key playmakers, and coordinated the league's worst red zone production team. After just 26 games as offensive coordinator, Garrett got the boot. Meanwhile, Cowboys fans sat on their couches trying hard not to scream, told you so. If anything, fans can thank Garrett for helping keep the Giants out of NFC contention. So Duke University, while 0-10 would recommend, we would appreciate you selecting him over our senior defensive assistant who has made a huge impact on young player like Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. May the odds be ever in your favor. And on to our next topic. Three Washington football team players that Dallas Cowboys should be afraid of. Starting off. The Dallas Cowboys are set to take on the Washington football team in week 14 this Sunday. Normally Cowboys fans wouldn't have much to fear about this NFC East rival, but the Washington football team is on quite a hot streak. In miraculous fashion, the Washington football team is on a four game winning streak. While the Cowboys have lost three of their last five games, and let's be clear that Washington isn't winning any of these games in dominating fashion. Regardless, they are still finding ways to win games they have no business winning. This matchup is a big deal for both teams in terms of the NFC East division race. 
The Washington football team can extend their win streak to five. They boost their chances of making the playoffs. If the Cowboys win, they can wrap up their dominance in the NFC East with a nice little bow. America's team is getting some key players back from injury in the COVID-19 list, which should help give them a leg up in this game. But you can never count out a team that's on a hot streak. Here are some key players Cowboys fans should keep an eye out for in Week 14. Number 3, Darren Payne, Defensive Tackle. It's no secret that the Cowboys have been struggling with the run this season. Running back Ezekiel Elliott has been battling a bruised knee. Even though Tony Pollard has shown some flashes of brilliance, the run game has been dismal. Outside of Pollard's 58-yard touchdown and CeeDee Lamb's 33-yard run in Week 13 against the Saints, Dallas accumulated 58 yards and 19 carries. In the last three games, Pollard and Elliott have rushed for only 201 yards on 54 carries. This isn't the reliable run attack we had seen out of the Cowboys. Add in Pollard's lingering foot injury, and the picture might get worse before it gets better. Pair the struggling run with an improving rush defense for Washington football team, and you've got a serious problem. Through 13 weeks, Washington was averaging 91.3 rushing yards allowed per game. Now they rank third in the league. In the last three weeks, they've gotten even nastier, allowing a minuscule 73.7 yards per game. Washington football team has been led by defensive tackle Darren Payne. Payne's 90.2 overall PFF grade places him second, only behind defensive superstar Aaron Donald. Payne has 37 tackles so far this year, and if Payne can't do damage against the run, his next-door neighbor, Jonathan Allen, will be right there to help Allen has 6.5 sacks and 38 tackles on the year. Here's to hoping that the 10-day break for the Cowboys gave Kellen Moore in the offense some time to figure out how to improve the run. We also hope he gave Elliott some much-needed time off to heal his ailing knee. Number 2, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver. There's no denying that Terry McLaurin is Washington football team's main guy. Terry McLaurin is Washington football team's main guy. He's got 808 receiving yards on 61 receptions this season, which is over 500 more yards than the second best receiver on the team, Adam Humphreys. Is he the best wide receiver in the league? Far from it, but those stats put him above big names like Mike Evans, Hunter Renfro, and George Kittle. While the Cowboys certainly have a strong secondary that includes standouts like Trayvon Diggs, in recent weeks they've watched opposing offenses pick apart and bully Anthony Brown for a series of endless pass interference calls. That could be the name of Washington's game again here, because what's perhaps most impressive about McLaurin is how well he adjusts to the football and battles with DBs to come away victorious. Catching passes from underdog quarterback Taylor Hankey isn't always easy. Most of McLaurin's passes are highly contested, and a lot of them aren't exactly well thrown. The reality of it all is that McLaurin is a guy Washington continues to target more than anyone else, and he continues to make it work. A common theme for this team Imagine what McLaurin's numbers would be if you had Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. And number one, apologize for butchering his name, Taylor Heineck, quarterback. You don't have to think he's an elite quarterback to be in awe of what he has been able to do the past four games. Is he reckless with the ball at times? Yes. Is he inexperienced? Yes. Is he somehow finding ways to win games he shouldn't? Yes. Scrappy quarterback has earned praise from greats like Brett Favre and Troy Aikman for his grit and competitiveness. Heineck has pulled off 
three game-winning drives late in the fourth quarter. He is elusive and continually finds ways to use his legs to help him avoid danger. He has an attitude and drive that has inspired everyone on the squad, including re uh, receiver Adam Humphreys. During Washington football team's miraculous win streak, he's managed to complete more than 70% of his passes and has seven passing touchdowns. Whether you think this kid will last in the NFL is beside the point. Right now, he has a ton of momentum and wants to continue to prove himself as an undrafted quarterback. There's nothing more an underdog loves to do than to prove doubters wrong. He plans to do that at home against the division rival. And our next topic. Is it too soon to say the Cowboys are contenders or pretenders? Christmas is less than three weeks away. Week 13 is in the books, and the playoff push is in full effect. Yet we don't know for certain whether or not the Dallas Cowboys are serious contenders or just pretenders. Looking at the landscape of the NFC, I think it's pretty obvious that the Arizona Cardinals and Green Bay Packers look like a tough out in the playoffs. The Buccaneers are the defending champions and have arguably the best quarterback ever in Tom Brady. That's three teams squarely in the contender box. The LA Rams, even while going through a semi-slump, are a team absolutely no one wants to play in a one-and-done situation. I'm not 100% ready to give them contender status, but I would lean that way. The Cowboys, however, are teetering both ways. Here are the reasons why the Dallas Cowboys could be big-time contenders in the NFL. On one hand, the Cowboys are currently 8-4 with a two-game lead in the division. Even with the Washington football team riding a four-game winning streak, it feels like all Dallas will need to do is split the series with them and take care of business against the Eagles and the Giants to guarantee no worse than the fourth seed. Dallas also possesses a bevy of stars on the offensive side of the ball that can rival any other team in the league. Quarterback Dak Prescott is running the show and has the Cowboys in the top five in passing offense. Cowboys also lead the NFL in total yards per game and currently sit second overall in points per game. Defensively, they are led by two young stars, linebacker Micah Parsons and cornerback Trayvon Diggs, who are both individually wrecking the hopes and dreams of opposing offenses. Parsons has Defensive Rookie of the Year locked down, is in serious contention for Defensive Player of the Year. Parsons has 72 tackles, 10 sacks, 16 tackles for loss, and two forced fumbles. He's been asked to wear many different hats and has done so remarkably all year. Diggs, meanwhile, leads the league in interceptions and defensive touchdowns, which is a huge part of the reason that the Cowboys are in the top five in takeaways. But sadly, here are the reasons why the Cowboys may just be pretenders this year. On the other hand, the Cowboys have struggled lately, losing three of their last five games. The offense has looked terrible, and the running game is non-existent. In two of those three losses, they never had a lead in the game. Dallas has also largely feasted on beating bad teams. Only two of their wins came against teams that had a winning record at the time. Week two against the Chargers, week four against Carolina. Only two of their wins are against teams with the current winning records, the Chargers and Patriots. When it comes to the defense, player like, players like Parsons, Diggs, and a couple of others have individually played well, but the team has collectively struggled. The Cowboys gave up a lot of yards. Most of that comes against the pass. Meanwhile, their run defense and scoring defense is squarely average. Some people would argue that we have not yet seen the best version of this team, which is completely accurate. Last week was the first time that the Cowboys had their intended starting 11 players on offense. This week, again, Washington 
It may be the first time the same can be said for the defense. Other people would argue the availability is the best ability, which is also completely accurate, whether it is due to injuries or maddening towards obtaining COVID. This team has been incapable of staying healthy. Ultimately, with just five games left in the season, I honestly do not think we have an accurate and fair way to determine if this team is for real or not. If the team can win their next three games against Washington and Arizona, that would go a long way. If this team can stay healthy and find their offensive rhythm, that would certainly make them much more dangerous. If the Cowboys continue to be a one-dimensional on offense, however, an early playoff exit would not be surprising at all. If more big game or big names, excuse me, keep missing games or miss the wrong game, one and done could be their January itinerary. Going into week 14, the NFC has three legitimate contenders and two other teams that can easily join the conversation. The Cowboys need to close out this season the right way in order to do just that. Only time will tell the story of the 2021 season. But right now, I do not believe we have enough consistent information to tell whether or not this is a team or whether or not this team is a contender or a pretender. But that is up to you right now. Let us know in the comment section below. Do you think the Cowboys are pretenders or contenders? Our next topic, Tony Pollard injury update, his Cowboys fans on edge versus the Washington football team. It's no surprise that the Dallas Cowboys run game has been struggling as of late. With Ezekiel Elliott dealing with a knee injury, running back Tony Pollard has had to step up during this lull. So when Cowboys fans found out that Pollard mispracticed on Wednesday with a foot injury, a sense of panic began to settle in. This is the first practice Pollard has missed this entire year. With Week 14's matchup becoming far more important than most anticipated due to the Washington football team's miraculous win streak, this is the last thing that the Cowboys need. The Cowboys have had a rough November while Washington football team is getting hot and making headlines. Many people have been saying that Pollard should be taking Elliott's place at running back to help give Elliott some much-needed rest for his knee. Pollard has had two game-changing plays in the last two games with his explosive 58-yard touchdown against the Saints and his 100-yard kickoff return against the Raiders. Now we aren't sure how much he will be able to do on Sunday. Although Pollard's injury isn't considered serious at this time, the Cowboys need to get their run game back on track. Pollard and Elliott have combined for a bleak 201 yards on 54 carries in the last three games. That's probably why Dallas made some roster changes in light of their unsettling news. Likely not a coincidence, the Cowboys signed Ido Smith to the practice squad on Wednesday. Before the Smith signing, Corey Clement was the only other running back on the roster behind Elliott Pollard. Smith was drafted in the fourth round of the 2018 draft to the Atlanta Falcons. He played three seasons with Atlanta had a total of 689 yards, but Smith hasn't played a snap since the 2020 season. We can hope that the 10-day break gave Elliott enough time to rest, but there's also no telling if he will continue to limp around the field in noticeable pain. There's also promise in the fact that head coach Mike McCarthy told reporters, like we said, that Pollard is fine and on track to play this Sunday against Washington. For now, let's just be grateful that the three-headed monster and wide receiver trio, trio Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup is back in full swing. If Pollard and Elliott seem off, at least Dak Prescott has some playmaking targets he can throw to, if and when the run is struggling. Let's also remember that big gun reinforcements in Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Neville Gallimore are all set to play on Sunday. 
after being on IR. So even if the run game is bleak, take comfort in the fact that the Cowboys have many other positional advantages to help them secure OW against the Washington football team. And our final topic, Cowboys versus Washington week 14. History, players to watch, and gut projection. The Cowboys have a big one this Sunday. I cannot state that enough. The Cowboys righted the ship against the Saints last week to get to an 8-4 record and retain their control of the NFC East for the time being. Dallas hits the road to take on NFC East foe, the Washington football team, in their first meeting this season. Although this is just the first of two times they will meet, this game could be the turning point in the NFC East. With five games to go, this matchup could nearly decide the division. A Cowboys win gives them a three-game lead with only four games left to play. A loss brings Washington right back into the thick of things, being only one game back with four to play. More or less, this game is massive for the Cowboys if they want to win the NFC East. Washington is coming in hot, no doubt about it. After starting the season 2-6 and six and looking dead in the water, the Washington football team has reeled off four straight victories to at least give them a pulse for the NFC East in the wildcard conversation. Time to get into a little history of this longtime rivalry. A look into the weather. Buckle up, baby, an outdoor game. Some guys have a great chance to step up and a prediction for how this one shakes out. So, all um, Dallas Cowboys versus Washington football team matchup history. The all time record 73 wins, 47 losses, and two ties in favor of the Cowboys. 2 0 postseason record face in favor excuse me, of the Washington football team. Most recently, they played November 26, 2020. Washington football team 41, Dallas Cowboys 16. The Cowboys have dominated this series back in the day recently and overall. Well, minus last season, but we all know the pain 2020 was all around. The Cowboys are 11-7 over the last decade against Washington. Last season saw the Washington football team sweep the Dallas Cowboys for the first time since 2012. That is largely attributed to a decimated Cowboys team with backup quarterbacks and struggles all around. One of my personal favorite games in this rivalry was back in December of 2013. The Cowboys were down 23-17 late in the fourth quarter of a Sunday night game that included an extremely limited Tony Romo as he showed guts playing through a severe back injury. Romo led the Cowboys down the field late and with just one minute left it came down to a fourth down to decide the game. Romo did it one of his famous acts of keeping the play alive and found running back DeMarco Murray for a completion to get into the end zone, allowing the Cowboys to take a late 24-23 lead and ultimately win the game. This year will be a little bit different. On paper, the Cowboys have a clear advantage offensively, especially at the quarterback's position with Dak Prescott matching up against a former XFL quarterback, Taylor Heineck. Make no mistake, though, he's gutsy and shows the moxie but his true quarterback play leaves something to be desired. Defensively, the Washington football team will be without key pass rusher Montez Sweat after a positive COVID-19 test. Their defense unit has been a bit of a roller coaster. They initially were looked at as one of the best in the league after the season, or before the season, excuse me. As the year progressed, they looked like the disappointment of the league. However, they have stabled out a bit since. The Cowboys have advantages across the board, but as they say, we still got to play the game. And now, our weather outlook for Cowboys versus Washington. They're playing FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. 
predicted forecast is a high of 50, low of 30. Winds gradually subsiding and cooler with sunshine and patchy clouds. Winds of 16 to 17 miles per hour, with gusts up to 36 to 37 miles per hour. Is, is, is that the excitement of an outdoor game that we all feel? Outdoor football with subpar weather on a surface that could be a bit questionable against a team that is frisky where this could help them more than it hurts? Yeah, I'm not thrilled about this situation. Landover is going to get rain on Saturday, opening up the very real possibility. This gra grass surface could be a little slick. You have to imagine Washington will keep the tarp on up until warm-up start, but it only does so much. With an early kickoff, even with the wind and some sunlight, FedEx Field isn't going to have much time to rid of any excess water. I do have some questions about the Cowboys' run game, as we have seen it stall out as of lately. The good news is, Elliot has had a 10-day break to get his knee healthy. One thing to keep an eye on is the foot of Tony Pollard. Like many feel, he should be fine. That said, I think it is great for the Cowboys' defense. If they can load the box against the run and force Heineck to throw the ball, I take that all day. Forecasted wind is enough to undoubtedly play a factor in the passing game as well. Long throws could be tough. The ball could sail with the wind and hang going to it. Unlike the chances of an opportunist Cowboys defense coming off of a four-year interception performance. Heineck is what I would call a dollar store Brett Favre, with some of his careless gunslinger throws when the play breaks down. If Dallas can force him to throw and pressure him, I think he gives a chance or two on some questionable throws. And now, that is all we have for this episode of the Big D Breakdown. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. Do you believe the Cowboys will make the playoffs? Let us know in the comment section below. As always, um, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to buy us a coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash the big D. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.